now, it's Pop Culture Shock with Benjamin and Hollywood. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pop Culture Shock Episode 3. My name is Benjamin with my two-time Emmy Award winning host, Hollywood. How are you doing today, Hollywood? Hey, hey. Excellent. It's a great day to watch a movie. Yes, it is. Definitely. Today, we are doing a throwback to Johnny Depp. We are looking at his 80s and 90s films, some of his hottest films from those two decades. From Nightmare on Elm Street to Sleepy Hollow, it's all about Johnny Depp today. We thank you for everyone who has listened to our past two episodes. The Old Guard review from Netflix and Butt Kicking Females was our first episode. And then our second episode was all about John Hughes going back to school with five of his uh, most famous high school films. But today we are talking all Johnny Depp. Before we get started, we want to just give a shout out to our Facebook page. We want everyone to check it out. It's Pop Culture Shock. All one word, Pop Culture Shock on Facebook. You can uh, ask us questions and then we will discuss it on our next episode. And then another way that you could support us here at Pop Culture Shock is through Patreon. We have three tiers. The dollar tier, you can support us once a month with just a dollar. That will get you into our Discord chats. And if you're not familiar with Discord, it's basically just a new way of doing a community chat with us. And we can uh, respond to you on that. So the dollar tier gets you that. $5 and $10 tiers get you the Discord chat room and also get you a small prize. Whether you donated a $5 or $10, you can expect a prize being shipped out to your house because we want to give back to those who give to us and support us. And so that's how you can get a hold of us. That's how you can uh, support us and talk to us. Pop Culture Shock on Facebook and uh, through uh, the Patreon as well. Now before we get into Johnny Depp and throw back to his films, we just want to give you a little commercial about our good friend Byron Brubaker's awesome book that you can find on Amazon. So, uh, and we'll be back in a minute. Be a time traveler. Travel from gravity to a trip to the moon and everywhere in between. Create your own adventure. Reading each movie review. Start at the end or at the beginning. From George Millier's classic silent, A Trip to the Moon, will you choose Jason and the Argonauts, Monty Python and the Holy Grail? It's a mad, 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 mad world, blazing saddles. Or will you choose to jump to Avatar, Dances with Wolves, Stagecoach, The Poseidon Adventure? Read about movies, watch movies, enjoy your own adventure. 100 plus years of movies, musings of a Flickster super reviewer by Byron Brubaker on Amazon now. All right, so we are back, and Holly, before we jump into our throwback special to Johnny Depp, looking at From Nightmare on Elm Street to Sleepy Hollow, his 80s and 90s films, uh, why don't you give us a little bio on the awesome actor known as Johnny Depp? Okay, Johnny Depp was the heartthrob of my childhood and teen years. Mine too. (laughs) (laughs) I am quite familiar with uh, so much about his life back in the 80s and 90s because he was my number one like my very favorite actor of all time 
So, um, I'll give you a little bit of a history about him because taking out of the account all of the things we know about his life now and in current situations, let's go back a little ways to when he just got started. He was born in Kentucky. He had kind of a rough childhood and lost his father when he was young and uh, was under with his single mom for a while and he ended up dropping out of high school Mm. and moved to LA. He was actually wanting to be a rock star, which really makes sense when you think about where he is now in his life. He has always wanted to be a rock star. Right, right. That heavy rock star life. He actually was married to someone very young, but for a few years and was divorced already before his, I think before his first movie even. Oh, wow, really? What's really unique about the very beginning of his career is that he was actually friends with Nicolas Cage. Okay. You know, Nicolas Cage, and actually introduced him to Wes Craven, and that's how he got his audition for his very first film, which was Ben. Which was uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, which we are going to talk (laughs) about today. Sorry, I was looking up, doing a little of the Google machine, and uh, his first spouse's (laughs) name was Lori Ann Allison, so 83 to 86. Relationship, yeah, it was a pretty quick relationship that most people have never heard of, but... Uh, He already had had a wife before he even started his career, basically. But Wes Craven, when he auditioned, the reason he got the role was basically due to Wes Craven's daughter, who was a teenager at the time, and who was saying, Dad, you have to cast him. He's so hot and perfect for that role. (laughs) And so it's kind of funny that, like, Johnny Depp could, like, you know, attribute some some part of his career getting started to just, you know, being... Catching the eye of the daughter of the director. Well, his uh, former wife, Lori Ann Allison, was a makeup artist back in the day. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's how they met, was on the set it of... It may have been a connection. Oh, so she was the sister of the bassist in a band that Depp uh, played in. Okay, yeah. so she was the sister of somebody he was in a band with. Okay. And he was a band. He was trying to, you know, be a rock star in L.A. for a little while there. Yeah. That makes sense. Now, I think Wes Craven's daughter has a small cameo or small little part in the Nightmare on Elm Street film. So, okay, I could see that. All right, well, any other info that you would like to uh, give our audience about John Christopher Depp II? I have lots of little tidbits here and there while we're discussing the different movies and parts of his life, but um, for now, that's that's a good start to the beginning of his life and where it all got started. And, And just a quick note about it's fascinating how you can start somewhere completely broke and end up there <laughs> again oh yeah because um, that's uh that's kind of where he is right now in his life and um you know we wish all the best though that like he's so talented and he can really pull himself through the current you know situations that he's going through and and hopefully make get on the other side all right well that was thank you holly that was our brand new segment called holly gets personal where she will dive into the bios and give us the facts about the Hollywood stars. So Hollywood gets personal. All right, so 
great job on that one. All right, so if let's take these in order. Now, you got to watch some films. I got to watch some films. But let's kind of go in order through the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. And so what we have to start with is obviously the very first one, 1984's Nightmare on Elm Street, directed and written by Wes Craven. It starred Robert England as Freddy Krueger, Heather Langenkamp, who was at that time best known as one of the daughters on the TV show Just the Ten of Us. It was a spinoff of the Growing Pain show. So that's where she kind of came from. And it introduced Johnny Depp to the world. Now, so you have seen bits and pieces of it. You haven't really watched the whole thing, right? You said? I think I saw it like you know, way back when it actually came out. Or, yeah, a long time know, ago. Some- so I got to sit down and watch it. And I, you know, I turned it on with my lovely wife. And as we were talking pre-show, she was, she grew up in a house where she didn't get to watch anything that was uh, PG-13 or rated R. That's how her family was, which is, which is awesome that, you know, but me, my parents were the total opposite and where I got to watch anything and everything that I wanted because they really didn't care about what I watched. So she had a lot of love in her house and I didn't have too that much of it. But uh, let's go into uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and here. we're personal <laughs> with Ben. <laughs> um, you know, watching it again, and I watched it with... Uh, well, she watched it a little bit with me until she, you know, fell asleep uh, on the couch. But the funny thing was is she kind of got mixed up, like, who was in what. Uh, she didn't even realize that Freddy Krueger was from Nightmare on Elm Street, you know. And then I'm talking to her about Jason Voorhees and Mike Myers. And, you know, she never watched any of those films. So she didn't really know which ones belonged to which franchise, which is kind of funny to me. But I digress. As I rewatch this, I... It, you know, I tell you what, it was, it just seemed so cheesy. It just, the uh, effects, I don't know. Yeah, it, the it, scenes it, that I did watch, I was like, this is laughable. Yeah. You know, but then again, taking into account of when it was made. True, you true. Know, it's really pretty. Well, I mean, and it's a still, it's still a classic horror film. It's very iconic. Some, I thought some of the death scenes were just kind of a little unbelievable. I mean, Johnny Depp, I mean, if you haven't seen the movie, then spoiler alert, but Johnny Depp <laughs> doesn't make it. He gets killed in, in Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, but he gets sucked into his bed and then yeah. blood starts flowing and out to the ceiling like a water fountain. I'm like, what is is happening actually, here that actually is entertaining though i mean <laughs> it's a movie <laughs> i'm like okay let's make it fun and dramatic west craven's like how can we make it look like it's a blood pouring out like a water fountain that's the fountain. effect i want to go for <laughs> and then i forgot about the intro to the film like i freddie is like crafting his glove with the knives and uh it's still kind of creepy the intro is still a little creepy how he makes his uh his glove and stuff mm-hmm. but i mean other than that it's it's i Iconic, but I don't think it stands the test of time, if you want to call it that. Um, right. And the funny thing was, is I always thought his he has like iconic sweater that he wears, and it's like yes. red, and I thought it was black, red and black stripes. But I think in the movie they actually say red and brown. And I'm like, oh, okay. So it's one of those things that you you think you remember from your childhood. And then when you actually see it again, you're like, oh, that wasn't, you know, I was totally wrong about that. So, and then the, the only other thing I'll say about that is... 
It's one of those where you, where they it's one of those classic horror films where they take a nursery rhyme song or they take some kind of song and they have like a child sing it in like some hauntingly creepy. creepy way. Yes, that's this is probably where they got it from because like you know one two Freddy's coming after you, uh, Freddy, and then three four you better lock your door. So that whole that whole song, um, I love to uh, kind of sing that and get it stuck in people's heads, and that drives people nuts. <laughs> But uh, other than that, I don't know. I mean, it, if I were to give it a, a ranking, like a, a um, or five stars, I would probably give it maybe a one, <laughs> a one star. I think that's that's <laughs> probably as high as I can go. Is maybe maybe one star, one and a half. But uh, all right, so, so our it was a fizzle. <laughs> it was definitely. If we go, if we're kind of going in order, was there anything else in the '80s that you besides like? him on 21 Jump Street. Anything well, else that I mean, you I like? I obsessed with that TV show, but we're not talking TV right now. We're right, right. TV. So, um, when was Benny and June? Benny and June was is 1993, so we'll get to that one. Um, okay. Edward Scissorhands is 90. You want to talk about Edward Scissorhands? Oh, Edward Scissorhands was before Benny and June, yes. Yes, okay. okay. Edward Scissorhands, be still my heart, there's something <laughs> so <laughs> wonderful about him. <laughs> Alright, well here, I'll, let me, I'll have you review it, but let me give the, uh, the little info for it. So it came out in 1990. It was directed by Tim Burton. I believe this is his first film out of eight that he does with Tim Burton. Uh, of course, it starred Johnny Depp, Winona Ryder, Diane Weist, uh, Alan Arkin, Anthony Michael Hall, Kathy Baker, and Anthony Michael Hall and Vincent Price. <laughs> I know, and we talked about Anthony Michael Hall quite a bit last uh, last episode, so that's funny. With the 80s movies. Yes. Uh, okay. So what do you? What are your thoughts about Edward Scissorhands? And then I'll tell you mine. Well, when it comes to iconic characters, he's definitely up there, right? I mean, that's something that is so unique. The story is like no other. So it's just so memorable. And I have always had, I've had a love for this character ever since I, it came out. And I've rewatched it several times, obviously with, with my girlfriends, like for movie nights or just introducing my nieces and nephews to this story. Okay. And I just really think it is a great um, story about somebody who's different, who tries to come into a world where everything is all about conforming to what's normal and um, and then just getting chewed up by all of the systems that are around that are you know taken up all of that space and and when you're different you can't fit in at all and you try and and you try and then everything gets miscommunicated and you know basically an allegory for someone who's you know who's ever felt different or not part of a group and like just scissor hands I mean it's so unique but like he right. found ways that he like his character like was so talented because you know he was he was made he was invented by this crazy inventor guy right. up on the hill Vincent, Vincent Price, Price which yeah is, which is amazing because he's just as through history, like with all of the scary movies and stuff, like it's just really cool that he's part of this movie with Tim Burton. He, yeah, he's like um, a horror legend, horror film legend. You yes. know. Now I wonder. Keep talking. I'm gonna look that up. Was that Vince's Vincent Price's uh, last film? It may have been. Let me I check mean, he that was out. Definitely getting up there. Right. Yeah, but either way, just all of the fun nuances 
that they were able to put into that character from Tim Burton's brain merging with Johnny Depp's brain for the first time. Yes. And then mixed with all of the talent in the cast from Diane Weist to obviously Vincent Price we just mentioned and I mean Kathy Baker. Yes. Michael Hall finally he he finally got to be the cool guy who's like he did the bully versus the nerd. He's not the nerd anymore. He's like the cool guy and the girl the boyfriend for Winona Ryder. Um, Yeah it was it was good to see him uh, get a change get a it took Tim Burton to change him. Yeah, exactly. And this is where Johnny Depp and Winona Ryder, I mean, that's where they started the romance. You mm. can like feel it the way that she's, you know, looking at him in in these in these scenes and um and just like I don't know if it was the exact beginning of their relationship, but I know that they were definitely dating around that time and together for some years before before they broke up together yes now i looked up vincent price that was his final film edward scissorhands 1990 but he also did a tv movie called the heart of justice in 1992 but his final actual movie was edward scissorhands and then he passed away in 93 so uh yeah and it's just that's kind of that character then it's kind of a tribute to him then because his character actually kind of died his character dies in the movie true true flashback so the funny thing is the funny thing is is he creates edward and he but he doesn't finish him and then that's why he doesn't have hands but he has scissors mm-hmm. as hands so it's like then why did he put the like, scissors on his hands would he have ever put scissors as his hands right why wouldn't he just be right? it would be edward no hands or metal, like just the metal robot hands, like his other little factory creatures were. Right. Like, okay, yeah. so at what point did he create his whole body and then he put sciz- uh, attached scissors to his arms and gave him scissor hands and then was like, you know what? This is just to hold you over until I give you real hands. But it's like, why would you do that in the first place? It was just kind of funny. I don't know. Like, I don't know if uh, whoever came up with that uh, idea it was just, it was cracking me up because i'm like wouldn't it just be edward it is so funny wouldn't it just be edward no, no hands? hands right but you you know how fun is that but it movie wouldn't be entertaining and he wouldn't be able to you know do some shrubbery and right you know <laughs> cut hair and get a job at a salon where you can you know true do all the fun and the grooming of the puppy dogs with his hands <laughs> true he would just be more of like a mannequin like he would just stand there and let people try clothes on him and stuff like that i love I think it does kind of show, sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I think it does kind of show from the perspective of someone who maybe does have a handicap or has some type of disability or or, or a part of them that has not been um, made a space for in a traditional sense. And then okay. how he can find a way to make use of the talents and skills that he does have. And I really enjoy that they were able to make such comedy out of some situations and just like how it is really poignant at the same time because this character is so different and he just wants to be loved or he just wants to fit in. Right, right. And, and he just can't because there's just no way around his scissor hands. <laughs> and Right, and he has like no clue what's what's going on. He has no clue what's happening. And he has no clue. He just and has I this... Just, I love Johnny Depp just has that like such great 
timing with uh, with the facial expressions and and just like that innocence but yet also like the comedy that's in there right right he just has this blank stare on his face like almost a whole entire film yeah. like maybe he's thinking to himself while he you know how, how did I get myself into this film you know what I mean like what am I thinking <laughs> by doing this film uh, with this crazy Tim Burton guy um, who before that like before he uh, Tim Burton did Edward Scissorhands he he made Batman and and then Beetlejuice a couple years before that and so Beetlejuice yes. and Batman oh. is basically what paved the way for Tim Burton to be able to come up with this crazy Edward Scissorhands story so it's just <laughs> funny I love I love the contrast of the blacks and the grays uh, that are used for like Edward Scissorhands and then all the different colors yes. for the townspeople like the I swear each are awesome. yes each person had a different color car and a different color house and then you had like Edward who's just black and grays isn't that funny mm -hmm. and it was great because it like it showed like the the colors were all different colors but they all kind of matched in that same like visual just beauty kind of like you know certain um aesthetics that have like color treatments that are just that's that makes you feel good and right right that's, that's the way you're supposed to feel about going into this little town but then at the same time um something dark and scary what you would picture as dark and scary might be the thing that actually has more of that light and beauty to it but just in a different way so he had the black and gray ward like he made the black and gray wardrobe cool before Simon Cowell even did it with American <laughs> Idol. So I, I tell you what, I absolutely love Winona Ryder as a blonde in this film. I, I do too. There's not, I, I feel like there's not that many movie roles or films that she's been in where she's had blonde hair. Is that, am I yeah, correct? I agree. I think so. And it, this was just really refreshing. She's like so doe-eyed and like very sweet Right, right. And, and she's supposed to be, and that's kind of her character. But at the same time, I think she brings a depth to it with, like, just the way, like, her, the way she looks. Like I said earlier, the way she looks at Johnny and the way that she is able to just have feelings. What? <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. I mean, I like because uh, like we grow up watching her on Beetlejuice and she's all like dark and gloomy and gothic. And, and then uh, she was in a football movie that I enjoy called Lucas with Corey Haim and Charlie Sheen. She's just kind of like a dorky okay. girl. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're talking 80s. You know what I mean? But uh, but her and Edward Scissorhands, I mean, and she was she was blonde and she was pretty. And, and she just looks like she had a lot of fun uh, doing that r film and that role. So my question to you, though. Holly because you know I gotta have these questions why 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 would you have Edward sleep on a waterbed in the first place huh? <laughs> I love that scene so much it's my favorite 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 scene I'm like why he don't know, he's never seen that before so <sighs> he's like poke water <laughs> oh cover it up yes and there's and then, like and then and then when she comes and she's scared and then he's like ah 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 <laughs> I'm like what water nobody I'm like, has water beds anymore so all of these young true. people that might possibly listen to us will be like what the heck what? yes watch the movie you'll see that's what a water bed was <laughs> do, do water beds still exist I don't even 
know if they exist anymore, do they? I don't think so. That's funny. I hope not. I don't know. But I'm like, <laughs> why would... I mean, you know he has scissors as hands. Why are you putting them on a waterbed? You put them <laughs> on the floor. He's not going to hurt the floor. He's not going to tear up your carpet. The, the pull-out couch in the first place. <laughs> very true. Very true. Well, if you were to give that a ranking, you know, five stars being being good, uh, what would you give it still to this day? What do you think? I think that it's still, for me, after seeing it several times, I still really, really enjoy it. And I think that it is definitely up there for my taste. I mm-hmm. definitely give it a five still. Oh, okay. I, th- You know what? I w- I just wrote down a four stars. I was, I thought uh, I was being generous and I gave it a four star. And then you would go ahead and top me with the five stars. <laughs> so, but I, I thoroughly enjoy it. But I have it. always been a Johnny Depp fan. So. Very true. Very true. on my top list of movies. So. I, yeah, it's one of those that's, it's like, and you almost think it's an 80s movie, but it came out in yeah. 1990, so it's not, Yeah, it's technically not an 80s film, because it was came out in 1990, but I think when people right. think of, like, classic, iconic 80s films, Edward Scissorhands always mm-hmm. comes up, and you're like, no, yeah. you're wrong, it's a 1990s it's- film. It's on the cusp. It's on the cusp. I think even in the visuals and the way that the props and everything were, it was kind of timeless, but set in that time a little bit. Because there's definitely certain things that are like of that time, like with Avon Lady and like the way that some of the the houses were built and those kind of things. But then there's some stuff that seemed like it could have been like 60s kind of era or, you know, the Ambrosia Salad and like (laughs) the fun quirky hairstyles though that were kind of a mix of like 80s style and um, yeah. Yeah. I, I love that, that it was just kind of timeless in its own little bubble of you know because the castle and you know inventor could have been like been like 1800s or something true that i think you i think you had the best word to describe it and that's quirky i think it's yes yes, Yes. i think uh i think that's the best word to describe that that is obviously one of our favorites ladies and gentlemen if you have not seen edward scissorhands rent it buy it, go out and get it, find it at your local library. It is very, very fun to watch. Uh, still holds up to this day. And then you'll ask yourself, why does he have scissors as hands in, in the first place? So, just like we're trying to figure that out. Alright, so we are moving into the 90s now, and you know what? I'm gonna talk about What's Eating Gilbert Grape, which came out in 1993, just before Benny and June. And I know you're chomping at the bit to talk about Benny and June, so let's Let's talk about what's eating Gilbert Grape first, and then we'll come to you one of your favorite films of all time, Benny sure. and Jim. So, What's Eating Gilbert Grape came out in 1993. It was directed by Lassie Hallstrom. I'm not familiar with that name, but it's based on the novel by the same name by Peter Hedges. So, it was a book, it was a novel first. It starred Johnny Depp, Leonardo DiCaprio, Juliet Lewis, Mary Steenburgen, John C. Riley, and Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover sighting, um, and definitely not Back to the Future Crispin Glover. I tell you what, Leonardo DiCaprio. I know this show is all about Johnny Depp and maybe we'll do a show about Leonardo DiCaprio, but he was amazing as Arnie. Yeah, he really was. 
uh, a mentally challenged 18-year-old or soon-to-be 18-year-old, um, and he should have won the Oscar that year. This is this would have been the Oscars of 1994. He was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. I, I'm not sure who he lost to, but he should have won. He did an amazing job. That being said, Holly, I don't think I could live with that character for too long. <laughs> <laughs> without going crazy like yes i would yeah, be i really feel for uh, johnny depp's character yes i'm watching this and i'm like man leo is killing it but i feel so bad for johnny depp's character he's always wanting to mm-hmm. escape that house that environment and i feel like i would be mm-hmm. the same way i it's just Absolutely. like but what a wonderful film i loved johnny's character he was very patient very loving and compassionate uh with his mm-hmm. uh younger brother arnie as the protagonist <laughs> you really do feel for him you, yes like he he's kind of the typical brooding teenager at first because you're not really getting a sense of what's really going on in his life and they're like oh why should i feel bad for this guy and then like more and more kind of comes out and you see the story you know as it builds up and you're like oh my gosh mm-hmm. <laughs> why oh, is this man. kid still sticking around like <laughs> <sighs> you know up against him and the way yeah yeah and we're not even talking about like the mama character i don't even want to get into that because it's yeah, like oh yeah. my goodness like that uh that that lady I, I don't know and i know she was mourning the death of her husband but for seven years yeah. like she didn't move and she just they had to bring dinner to her and she just kind of got overweight yeah. and couldn't even walk up the steps and but this is something else that johnny depp and his two sisters have to deal with you know mama did did you see this movie back when it came out or I, was this was my first time i've ever seen it was this past weekend okay so you have a little bit stronger reaction probably yes i already had seen it like way back so i expected and knew what was going to be happening again when i watched it again here and so i was gaining a little more sense of his character by watching it the second time yeah because you probably watching it for the first time you were probably even more gobsmacked with, you know. That's what I'm saying. I mean, just his character. I, I feel like I would be his character, but I don't know how I would take it. Like, I would want to just go into, jump in my truck like he would do and just leave mm-hmm. and go somewhere. That whole living arrangement that was there. No father figure. He's basically working to take care of the family. You know, his mom is now a, a major couch potato or a beached whale, as he would call her in the movie. And then you had our Oh, man. Uh, Who's always climbing up the water tower. You know, he did that like three or four times in that film. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. But some of the other characters, the supporting characters, like Mary Steenburgen, it was fun for me to see her as like this fun, sexy character. You know what I mean? And not like a a mother or teacher or something like that. Yes. So that was fun. Um, John C. Riley and, and Chris- his character, like actually like having a relationship with an older woman, yeah, and just that kind of risque behavior. Yes, teenager. Oh. <laughs> it, while you know some of it going on while the husband's outside with the kids for that one moment, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, John C. Riley and Crispin Glover, I thought they played uh, good friend roles to Johnny Depp. It was nice to see them. Oh yeah. And then of course Juliet Lewis. Juliet Lewis. <laughs> okay. I've seen her in so much stuff. I've, I I looked at her uh, IMDb filmography and I've, I'm like, man, okay. So I've seen her in about 16 or 17 movies or TV shows. I loved her. Let in me a- guess what you're going to say. No, go ahead. Well, I loved her in a show my wife and I got into called Wayward Pines. It was on a few years ago and I loved her in Cape Fear. Mm-hmm. 
and Christmas Vacation and Natural Born Killers. But she's one of those actresses that I can take it or leave it. Like, it depends on her role or it depends on the film. It's just like, oh, Juliette Lewis? All right, well, let's see what let's see how this turns out or what, what she does. You know what I mean? It's, she's kind of one of those actresses. See, I was thinking you were going to say she just plays the same character every time. Oh, so. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Do you um, feel that way? I don't feel exactly that way, but I do like her, but maybe not for this role specifically. Yeah. I think I re- her most memorable role to me was the other sister, I think, where she played someone okay, yeah, who had yeah. a disability, I believe. Yeah. Um, so that's where like I my mind goes when like I first think of her name. Um, other than Wayward Pines, I forgot about that show. I really liked that. I really, we um, loved that she, show, and that didn't, that didn't uh, last it went two seasons that was it yeah but as far as her character in this specific movie I that it's sad because I think it was lacking a little bit and I don't know if it was just a chemistry between Johnny Depp and Juliet or maybe if it was some something that just could have been a little more like they had some romantic scenes but I think it definitely was overshadowed by the steaminess of what he had with the older woman. <laughs> right, Mary Steenburgen. Okay, so that's, I mean, that's, so if I was going to rank it or give, you know, give it our stars, I think I would give it four stars. I've only seen it, this was my first time watching it, and I thought it was actually really good. I just, like I said, I got uh, just probably a little annoyed, an- at, annoyed the, the at the context of the character. At, at Arnie character, but that's just, I, Leonardo played it so well that it annoyed me. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Is yeah. that? But he played it it's, so it's well. It's called being convincing. Yes. Convincing. But I gave it four stars. I, I I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I didn't think I was going to like it. I'm like, what's eating Gilbert Grape? What is this even about? Why are we talking about eating a person? Gilbert Grape? I mean, it was just weird. <laughs> it's a weird title. You know? And yeah. so, but uh, yeah, I thought it was really good. How many stars? What do you think? I don't know. I'm, I guess I'd three and a half. Okay, okay, not too bad. I, you know, I, I liked it. It was good storyline, pretty good acting and everything, but not, it's not one that I definitely want to watch again or be, you know, telling everybody about like, oh my God, you have to watch this movie. True, true. Yeah. All right. Well, our next film we will discuss is one of Holly's (laughs) favorites. It's, it's called Benny and June. It came out in 1993, uh, directed by Jeremiah Chetnik, uh, starred Johnny Depp, Mary Stewart Masterson, Aiden Quinn. Julian Moore, Oliver Platt, Dan Hedaya, William H. Macy, and CCH Pounder. What do you, uh, you go into this, and then I'll just give give my little uh, details. But I know you okay. love this film, Holly, so what do you got? Okay, well, first of all, I don't think that this film got the love when it came out that it should have. Um, I don't I don't know if it was really like a big block. I don't think it was a big blockbuster hit. That's for sure. And most people have never heard of this movie, right? Yes, most have people. Have you heard about it before? I have. I watched it a long time ago. I watched it a long time ago. I think you had to tell me about it before, mm-hmm. probably in class or something. And then I watched it. Yeah. But I tell you what, before you go into it, 
as I'm re-watching it, probably for the second time, and enjoying it, there there was a game that we own called Seen It, where they show little movie clips, and I swear uh-huh. I saw about three scenes that I have I know that I have seen in that Seen It board game several times. But go ahead, we'll talk about those here in a little bit. So go ahead and keep going. So so Benny and June is really a great story. It becomes a love story. It starts out as a story of um, a brother and a sister who are adult and the brother is taking care of his um, his sister who is they say mentally ill I would say probably these days we would say on the spectrum probably mm. of um, a- a- autism or Asperger's um, so he's taking care of her they live together um, one thing leads to another and uh, Sam Johnny Depp's character comes into the picture and um, and ends up staying with them and and helping out as a housekeeper and trying to um, be the, that second person helping out Aiden Quinn as the brother um, taking care of his sister and it is such a delight to watch this film because Sam's character, the character that Johnny Depp plays, is so refreshing. He's almost innocent in a way. It actually reminds me of um, just a few months ago, I watched a show on Netflix called um, Love on the Spectrum. Mm. And I was really feeling some of the general senses of um, wholesomeness, like I felt with that, um, seeing that reality TV show, as I was with seeing these characters of June and Sam and how when they're together, they're not different. They just, they are in each other's world and they just accept the way that each other is. And when one gets triggered um, and has some issues or whatever, it does kind of cause um, some issues for both of them, but they're able to um, realize that they need help and, and, and stuff. So it's like, I don't know. I just, I just, I love it. <laughs> well, it's a very, it's a, it's a very fun film and her Mary Stuart Masterson, as we've learned on our ne- last episode from yeah, some Mary kind Stuart of wonderful, Masterson. you are a huge is fan that, of hers. <laughs> because of this movie um i think that she just brings so much to the role and she is so great (laughs) that's all there is to it well i wrote that down too i I put they're so believable as these characters and i love how johnny depp's character is obsessed with buster keaton and charlie yes yes so he's always doing something that like i I guess it also for me comes back to i love charlie chaplin Mm. um to this day, I am kind of still obsessed with some of Charlie Chaplin's uh, movies and some of his, uh, like, the storylines and the, the different comedic effects that he used. And there are scenes of Sam, Johnny Depp's character, Charlie Chaplin or Buster Keaton had done in their silent films. So, like, when you go into his world, Sam's world, he has learned a lot of um, his interactions with people through watching these, like, silent films and um, and and we we realize throughout the film that he can't really read, mm. and he has you know some some issues with reading and writing. Um, but he can speak and remember the movies like so well, and it's just really endearing to see um, a different way that someone can communicate and have um, emotion and and everything without you know writing and reading and the typical ways that somebody might show their affection. 
Anderson. They were absolutely wonderful together. I enjoyed it tremendously. Uh, I definitely rec recommend it to anybody who hasn't seen it. Uh, Benny and June from 1993. Some of those classic moments, and I, I swear I've seen it before in those seen it games, but the one... <laughs> The one where um, they're sitting at the diner, all three of them, Johnny yes. Depp, Mary Stuart Masterson, yes. Aiden Quinn, and he puts the little <laughs> buns on his silverware and he does like the little yes. kick line dance with them. Yeah, that, little boots with them. Yes, that's a funny, awesome, classic moment. Um, I like when he when he's coming into the mental institution and he kind of like slides on his knees and raises <laughs> his hat. And he says, Mommy? Yes. <laughs> and then the other one, the other one I enjoyed was him swinging out the window for Mary Stuart mm -hmm. Masterson to, to see him. I've seen yeah. that specific scene several times also yeah. through that game. So I love the use of the Proclaimers uh, 500 Miles yes. uh, also. I love... The soundtrack uh, is awesome. Yes. Very underrated Johnny Depp film. Very underrated. Like it's, it's so underrated but it is so wonderful and so worth looking for it at your library or yes. um, looking online wherever it's streaming because it is so worth seeing just a really nice endearing wholesome little romance <laughs> i had to watch it it has my it has my name in i had to watch it yeah so jam it. <laughs> oh the last the the last favorite little thing about there's there's so many like little nuggets of uh scenes that i love in this movie but i'll tell you two of them because the other one popped in my head too so like making grilled cheese <laughs> like he's helping as like a housekeeper you know at the at the house and so he makes grilled cheese with the iron <laughs> oh that's right yes that's so right he's, like toasting toasting the bread with an iron or like using a tennis racket to um to whack the potatoes to like uh. <laughs> to chop them up into smaller pieces and like just using different things that would never typically be used in the kitchen and it's just really um interesting you know like just yeah. totally different and when they that was a nice touch about when they were about to kiss and he had the balloon in his hand and like he had blown up the balloon and instead of kissing her he started like pulling the top of the balloon a little bit and it was like wee, 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 wee. <laughs> And it went with the soundtrack. Like, oh the my music goodness. of the soundtrack was like the sound of that balloon being like pinched with the air coming through, you know? You <laughs> could, Can you make that sound? Like, <laughs> I think you just did. <laughs> but you could tell that he had a lot of fun with that. It seemed Absolutely. like uh, he, he really enjoyed. Um, so for man for 1993, I mean he did what seeding Gilbert Grape and Benny and June both that year, two amazing films. Yeah. And to see the range of that, they're like kind of complete opposites. One yeah, is like completely serious, very dramatic, and the other one is so you know out there. And actually, I would argue is probably the beginning of the quirkiness of all the rest of his characters. After that, I think once he was kind of in between. Okay, he's done Edward Scissorhand, which went way far, kind of mm -hmm. out there, and then. Um, um, Benny and June kind of brings it in a little with his, you know, sweetness, but funny. Right. I think the merge of those, like, became a lot of the other characters we see way, way down in his career later on. Oh, my goodness. Well, I give it four stars. What about you? Six. Seven, eight, ten stars. Out of five, <laughs> you give it a six, huh? Out of five stars? Yeah. Yeah, because if you've been rewatching it, I was, you know, to tell you the truth, I was watching for things that I didn't think would 
um, still be funny or, you know, in like now, you know, or things may have been like, ooh, we don't say that anymore or anything like that. And I, I honestly think that I think it's still pretty, pretty good. I mean, obviously it happened in the early 90s. So um, True. the way things were in the 90s, you know, is um, the way they talked and stuff was wasn't that different than the way it is now so true true all right well um so as we look as i'm looking at his list um after benny and jude june he did ed wood and then he did don juan DeMarco, and he did nick of time donnie brasco fear and loathing in las vegas which i've never seen fear and loathing in las vegas i was hoping to do that for this uh johnny depp episode i didn't get a chance to my wife says i, I need to watch it a while ago Shh. i've seen it i wasn't really a fan but she- i know that he I guess it's it was one of those one of like his favorite films to actually do. Yeah, Johnny himself has said like is one of his favorite films. Right, because I think he was was he good friends with that Hunter S. Thompson. Yes. Okay, and mm-hmm. that's and that's probably why. Yeah. Fun fact: he actually was such good friends with Hunter S. Thompson that that was part of how he's broke now, because Ugh. when he died, he promised him that he would shoot his ashes into the sky. Oh my word! <laughs> and that took a lot of money. That took a lot of money. Yeah. To shoot his ashes. Yeah in the sky huh all right and then he did the ninth gate now you got did you sit down and watch the ninth gate i took on the torture of watching the ninth gate again <laughs> for you <laughs> tell us about it tell i didn't get to watch that one again um but uh tell us about that one who's in that one with him hey i don't think we need to spend too much time actually talking about it that much other than <laughs> so and okay <laughs> It wasn't a terrible movie when you think of, like, terrible movies. <laughs> Definitely was not Johnny Depp's best. That is for sure. Or okay. even in the middle, I think. First of all, he's playing a more straight character. And as you, as we know more and more about his career and all of the memorable characters that he has done, this character is just bread and butter. Like, he was a bookseller. He <laughs> would track down rare and exotic volumes for collectors. There we go. Yeah. Okay, so so he was like, <laughs> like a book dealer of like rare books and he happens upon like this guy pulls him into this whole like cult story of this book that has, you know, basically I think the layers of, of Dante's Inferno or something with sin. Yeah, the and, nine gate, yeah. And hell and the ninth gate and it's just it gets it gets cheesy in several places and it becomes kind of comical, uh just raunchiness of it. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's a Roman Polanski film. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why I don't think we even need to spend much time. Okay. You give it a do not watch. That's what you're giving it? I'd give it a two. A two? Okay. One. One and a half. <laughs> well, I gave Nightmare on Elm Street a one, and that's just because it's a okay, classic horror film. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Don't waste your time watching The Ninth Gate. Don't. Okay, that was... <laughs> All right, so then after that, he did The Astronaut's Wife with uh, Charlize Theron, and then he went on to Sleepy Hollow. So I got to watch Sleepy Hollow. Did you get to rewatch it? You did as well, right? Okay, so this was this came out in 1999. Uh, this is our cutoff for his films for Johnny Depp Part 1. Uh, directed by Tim Burton again. This is now his third film with Tim Burton at this time because he did Ed Wood in Ichabod. 1994. Ichabod Crane, yes. Um, it started Johnny Depp 
Depp, Christina Ritchie, Miranda Richardson, Jeffrey Jones, who was the principal from Ferris Bueller, and also in Beetlejuice with Tim Burton, Christopher Walken, and Christopher Lee. So it had some uh, good actors in this. I love Johnny Depp as Ichabod Crane. I thought he did a tremendous so job. I. As I'm rewatching it, because I haven't seen it since it probably came out, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I absolutely love him as I- Ichabod Crane. I thought he did awesome. I have to say, I was pleasantly surprised to rewatch it and be so entertained by it because I remember liking the movie and just being like, oh, it was a good movie. I liked Sleepy Hollow. Right. That's what I remembered about it. But rewatching it again, I really am a little more re-energized for like Halloween, you know? Yes. Like, just like all of the macabre. Is that how you say it? Macabre, yes. Macabre. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, is my wife and I were talking about this. I don't think it gets the love. Love that, it, like, I don't mm-hmm. think people remember. Christina Ritchie was great, too. Yeah, she was awesome like, in that. I've always enjoyed the story of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow by Washington Irvin. Mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed that story. Yeah, Christina Ritchie as well. I mean, we, we saw her before this. She was, you know, Wednesday Adams and Adams Family films. We saw her in Casper, The Friendly Ghosts. Mm-hmm. But she, she did awesome. After, but back then, and yeah. this was kind of her, like, jump into being more of an adult kind of ingenue. This, this, <laughs> This is her Winona Ryder film. This is her, yeah. you know, you see Winona Ryder as a as a child actor almost, like a teenager actor, and then Edward Scissorhands, she's kind of right. growing up a little bit more. And uh, and yeah. almost, the funny thing is, is Tim Burton made her a blonde too. Yeah. You know, like... He must have a thing for a blonde. I tell you what. <laughs> and like most of his films, which I, I enjoy most of his films, they're very dark, they're brooding. He loves the contrast between the dark colors and then the, the, the light colors. Yeah. And I think that might be part of why he chose to have her as the blonde as well. Like, when you have that sweet, innocent character, you would typically maybe have, even for the visuals, more of the lighter colored hair. Very true, very true. Darker hair for like a darker villain kind of character. But, you know, you can always switch that up. But for this movie, it really worked. And I liked Miranda Richardson. um, And I'm like, I know I've seen her before in something. And so I had to kind of look her up. And I remember watching, I think it might have been a TV version of Alice in Wonderland, but it had Tina Majorino as Alice. And then you had Martin Short as the Mad Hatter. And Whoopi Goldberg was the Cheshire Cat. And Miranda Richardson was the Queen of Hearts in that film. And so once I saw her face, I'm like, oh my word, she was totally the Queen of Hearts. Yes. And then Christopher Walken. Can I just tell you I love anything that Christopher Walken (laughs) is in? I tell you what. He he just cracks me up. More cowbell. More cowbell. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't matter what he's in. And um, he kind of played the headless horseman a little oh, bit. Oh, it was so cool and creepy. Yes. I love it. Yes. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Sleepy Hollow, Christopher Walken <laughs> is the headless horseman. You should go out and watch Sleepy Hollow. That was, that's, I really enjoyed it. I don't, I, I gave forgot it- about the twist at the end and everything. Like I got really into it because I had yeah. forgotten the ending and was like, really enjoying the thrill again of like of the mystery that unfolds with Ichabod and and what he's you know trying to figure out I I totally did too I'm like I I've seen this before it's just been a long time now you can check out Sleepy Hollow on Netflix it is currently on Netflix right now and then uh, also another film of his was Donnie Brasco that's on Netflix and then on Hulu is the tragedy of the ninth gate so maybe don't check that out as Hollywood. <laughs> 
would say. <laughs> now, this was... he Johnny Depp and Tim Burton, I have written down, they have eight films that they have done together. Edward Scissorhands, Ed Wood, Sleepy Hollow. Those three were in this uh, time frame that we're talking about. And then he did Corpse Bride in 2005, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory in 05, Sweeney Todd in 07, Alice in Wonderland in 10, and then Dark Shadows in 12. So I have to look up, did Tim Burton not do the second Alice in Wonderland? I'm going to look that up, but because that would actually make more if that came out after 2012. But I give it, I think I give Sleepy Hollow a three stars. What do you think? Yeah, I'd give it a three and a half. Okay. It's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. I loved going down that memory lane again with uh, with that, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to Nightmare on Elm Street. And Benny and June, yeah, I very much enjoyed that. Edward Scissorhands, I, I love to death. And What's Eating Gilbert Grape was my first time watching that. But so out of these five films, uh, it was nice to go down uh, and see Sleepy Hollow again. So at least we know that Johnny Depp did those eight films with Tim Burton. That is very exciting. What do you got? I have one last little fun tidbit. Okay. Fun fact about Johnny that when he broke up with Winona Ryder, he had had a tattoo that said Winona Forever. (laughs) And he changed it to Wino Forever. Wino Forever. (laughs) That is awesome. (laughs) And it's quite telling of the future (laughs) when now, you know, it's. It's um, It's been in the news that he actually spends quite a lot of money on wine every month. So oh. that's part of why he's going through a lot of money troubles right now. Because, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, then that makes sense, huh? And you- But we're focusing on his early career this time. So. We are. We are. And you know what? Another little fun fact, even though it's not fun, it's kind of a sad moment, is back in the 90s, he was the owner of the Viper Room. Viper Room in Los Angeles, where River Phoenix, where River passed Phoenix away. passed away, and I was such Overdose. a huge, I was yeah. such a huge River Phoenix fan back in the day. Um, and that was a, that was a big part of Johnny and his personal life, really struggling with some of the drugs, alcohol, and issues. Yeah, that- man. All right, so, so are that, we gonna go to our top five. Yeah, let's go to our top five. Um, we're gonna do Johnny Depp characters. So let's just go. Do you have them in order or no? I have mine in order. I do have Start mine in order. Five. Start with number five, and then I'll we'll go back and forth. Who is your number five? Okay, and and just to clarify, these are all time Johnny Depp characters, not yes, the all time career. All-time Johnny Depp characters. Okay, so my number five in all-time Johnny Depp characters is... Drumroll, Jack Sparrow from Pirates. All right. I didn't think you were going to do that one. I was really tossing it up there, but I I do have to say it's iconic and memorable. And I mean, he's part of the Disney franchise, so you have to give a shout out to Very true. his character is. Wow. Okay. Well, he was one of my honorable mentions because even though we have a pop five list, for some reason, I always come up with honorable mentions. I apologize. So <laughs> I try to give you my pop five, but in my own mind, I, I have my, like, a top ten. But I'm only trying to give you my top five. So he is, uh, Captain Jack Sparrow is uh, one of my honorable mentions. My number five is the wolf 
from Into the Woods, okay? Into the Woods, yes. I, that was a small role, and that's probably why it's number five for me, but I absolutely love that show. I love that musical. It, so even though he had a small part in that, I think it's just because it's the overall that he's a part of Into the Woods. I absolutely love uh, everything about that. It was the a me- great like a cameo to be like. Yes. <laughs> so that is my number. F- What's your number four? Okay, my number four is Mad Hatter from Alice in Wonderland. All right, I like I, that. I like I like how he played it. It was I'm kind of sucker for <laughs> Alice in Wonderland story. Right. Um, I've always kind of enjoyed Alice and Cheshire Cat and Mad Hatter and Queen of Hearts and all of that. And it was just a really fun interpretation of that character, I thought. Nice. I like that. Number four for me, I will go to your favorite film, Benny and June, and I will say his Sam character. I think he had so much fun doing that uh, role and uh, he looked so cute with Mary Stuart Masterson. So that is my number four. I really enjoyed the Sam character. And I'm sure he's only number four for you. (laughs) And I'm sure I'm going to hear your uh, perspective on that here in a little bit. So uh, who's your number three? Number three for me is Ichabod Crane from Sea Hollow. I I really enjoyed going back and watching that and seeing him in that role. And yeah, it was sexy, but dark and mysterious and yeah. And all pale and pale. (laughs) (laughs) He's so pale. It was just because, okay, I, Actually, I'm kind of torn between um, his character in Sleepy Hollow and, okay, now we have an honorable mention from from me. Okay. Which would be um, Sweeney Todd. Oh, okay. Which was also a very similarly, like, pale, right. dark character. So Crazy um, wild hair. That I just crazy. <laughs> yeah. But the reason I have to say that he's, it's only an honorable mention and not like a full mention of even T- Sweeney Todd is because his singing <laughs> can't sing. Right, right. It was a lot of it was a lot of talking the words in that. Very movie. true. Very true. But I, if you want to be a rock star <laughs> you should try to sing. That is true. That is true. Well, I tell you what, Ichabod Crane made it on my honorable mention list. So I enjoyed his character as Ichabod Crane, but just mm-hmm. not enough to make my top five. So my number three is Edward Scissorhands. So very iconic, but yeah. Only I, number three? That's only my <laughs> number three, I know. But he's played so many weird and quirky and different characters there's a lot to choose from and edward scissorhands being number three i thought is is actually pretty good okay so who's your number two well edward scissorhands (laughs) there you go there you go it was a nice segue yes it was a great segue he's just you know to be to to look back at his career and see how talented he was on his very second movie to Mm. jump into that role to be given that opportunity to just go for it like that and just be that uh, memorable and great in the role. He's he's yeah, he's so talented. So that's my number two, Edward Scissorhands. Nice, very talented, very iconic. My number two, we're gonna we're gonna go back in time a couple minutes and to where you were just talking about him and he can't sing, but I really enjoy Sweeney Todd. <laughs> <laughs> I um the demon barber of Fleet Street. Uh, I I actually I you can kind of tell he's kind of speaking a lot of of his songs, 
But I just, I love the film. I love the music. I, I love the, the Broadway musical of Sweeney Todd. And I thought they did a tremendous job with it. So I'm giving him my number two for Sweeney Todd. Okay. And your number one, Holly. I know it's coming. I wonder if anybody can guess who my number one favorite Johnny Depp character of all time is. From Crybaby. From Crybaby. <laughs> Yeah, crazy. Oh, no, it's going to be Ed Wood, actually. Oh, okay, okay. No, no, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> of course we know that it is Sam from Benny and June. Yes. He's just, I mean, the way that he channeled um, the silent film stars and just brought such a cheerfulness and um, everything to that character. It's just, I, I just think he's brilliant. Awesome, it was awesome. Like the, I think that was him in his best. Okay, I would totally agree with you. I would totally agree with you. He just didn't make my number one as the Sam character uh, because I am actually a huge fan of the Alice in Wonderland and I just thought he did amazing as the Mad Hatter. And I've seen a, a bunch of different versions. And like I said, I, Martin Short... Yes! I've seen Martin Short as the Mad Hatter and he is tremendous always mm-hmm. too. But then Johnny Depp just yep. brings that freaky, quirky again. Yes! creepiness yeah. to it and i really enjoyed him yeah. uh, as the mad totally. hatter so uh and then i had a couple other honorable okay, mentions I can agree with that okay I thank you even that. though i would say if you were to ask probably anybody what's his most famous role i wonder if people would say captain jack sparrow because he did he's done what five or six of those films exactly i yeah. wonder if they would say and it's part of the disney franchise yes and it's pro and it's the most in recent like re- history so if you were asking younger people they would probably know him more for that than any of the other movies we're talking right. about <laughs> i did have two more honorable mentions besides captain jack sparrow and ichabod crane uh, i really enjoyed him as his character name was sans and he was in once upon a time in mexico with antonio banderas oh, yeah. and salma hayek uh, i enjoyed I that like one that and then his character, um, Mort Rainey from Secret Window. I really enjoyed that film as well. When John Turturro just shows up at his door and he's like, you stole my story. And he just starts I like, did. he starts creeping like uh, and stalking Johnny Depp's character. And uh, I, I, I enjoyed that I remember really liking that movie for sure. Yeah. But uh, so that was our pop five Johnny Depp characters. Of course, Holly's number one was Sam for Benny and June. So definitely, definitely we can't talk more about that film you got to go check it out uh from 1993 and then of course my number one was a mad hatter and that's mostly because i'm a huge fan of alice in wonderland but i thought johnny depp uh totally rocked uh, the mad hatter okay so now we are going to get into our sizzles and our fizzles and we're going to take a step away from johnny depp a little bit and uh, we'll talk about uh some stuff maybe that you liked that's going on right now or or stuff that you don't like or something that you watched during all this johnny deppness that you didn't care for so what would be i only have one sizzle and or two sizzles and, a, and one fizzle so holly what would you like to do first well let's start with the sizzle Okay. I you want to go first? Ladies you, first? No, you can go first. Oh, okay. So my number my number one thing I'm hugely excited for is The Walking Dead is finally coming back next Sunday. We are finally and I say finally coming back. It's not even a brand new season. It's the season 10 finale. The show ended in May and because of COVID and uh, and production, they were not able to yes. to finish the finale and we have been waiting 
however long this is now, four or five months to get our conclusion to season 10. Um, and so I'm excited about that. And then the brand new season, I believe, will start the final season of The Walking Dead will start early next year, I believe. But that is my first sizzle. That is uh, next Sunday on AMC. I cannot wait. What do you got, Holly? Okay, so my big sizzle is from Netflix this week. Um, the movie Enola came out. Oh, ooh, and, okay. Um, with Millie Bobby Brown. Big yes. fan of hers because yes. she was, you know, 11 from Stranger Things. <laughs> love Stranger and, Things. Um, and I love anything Sherlock Holmes stories, like any of the any of the movies that come out or TV shows even that are like around that Sherlock character I just really enjoy and Enola does not disappoint it is really fun it's great to have a female centered character that gets to kind of solve some mysteries and, and it's just really fun to see like her character interplay with like you, you don't see Sherlock as a big brother right right any other storylines and, and kind of how it could play out so um, I won't give away too much but I'll say that it's a really fun movie and I think that everyone would really enjoy it. You know what? My family and I are looking forward to watching that. We just did not get to see it this weekend because I was busy watching Johnny Depp films. So, um, (laughs) But we will definitely get to see that. I can't wait. I absolutely love Millie Bobby Mm -hmm. Brown. Uh, We love Stranger Things. And we love anything Sherlock Holmes as well. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, his show Sherlock. And um, and then I, I like Robert Downey Jr as Sherlock the Sherlock Holmes films I like those as well yes, I didn't those films I never really got into the elementary, elementary TV show. I, I Is that really good? A, little, a few episodes, but I got into it. After okay. a while, they really hit. Oh, and it's up there with the good, awesome so. Sherlock holmes miss. I think so, yeah. Okay. I enjoyed it. I Even- don't think my husband agrees as much, but <laughs> I really liked it. <laughs> All right, like, well, that's cool. From Lucy Liu's perspective a yeah. little more. So. Yeah, I like Lucy Liu. It's just, it would, is it weird to see her as Watson? It took a little while to get into okay. it, and then and then it felt believable. Okay. Yeah. Well, I definitely want to check that out. Um, Enola Holmes uh, on Netflix. So I definitely want to check that out. And I encourage everybody else to check that out because Holly says that that's one of her sizzles. So my other sizzle. Enola is alone backwards. Oh, nice. Did you just figure that out? Did you just write it down? That was part of the film. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay, okay. She says that in the film? It's like one of the first lines of the film. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Okay, so my other sizzle is we're going to go back to Netflix like you were talking about. And my wife and I got into a show called Ratched starring Sarah Paulson and Sharon Stone, uh, Cynthia Nixon. And it's created by Glee and American Horror Story uh, creator Ryan Murphy. It's very, this, if you don't know anything about the show, it has to do with Nurse Ratched, the famous, iconic, or infamous iconic character from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest with Jack Nicholson. Well, my wife and I had the honor and privilege of being in uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, She played the Nurse Ratched's assistant, Nurse Flynn, and I played Billy Bibbit. Um, the character that commits suicide. But if you're familiar with that, it's a really good uh, movie and it all takes place in a mental institution. And so this story is uh, about Nurse Ratched and basically how she comes to the um, insane asylum or the mental institution and how she little by little and connivingly uh, every step, how she 
kind of is taking control of the nursing home and how she becomes evil Nurse Ratched. Probably one, I think um, AFI, back a, a while ago when they were doing the best villain, like the top 100 villains in cinema history, I think AFI, American Film Institute, had Nurse Ratched as one of their top villains, if it if I do remember correctly, yes. Right up there with like Darth Vader and like Hannibal Lecter, you know what I mean? But it's yeah. a very it's very artistic show. It has a lot of colors, a lot of symbolization. Like we even had to we looked up like why is the, that scene like green and why is that color changing red like so we looked it up there's a lot of symbolization um it takes place in 1947 but there is one guy in there his name his actor the real name is finn wittrock and he plays this character named edmund who is like a prisoner who's mentally you know crazy and he is just phenomenal and sarah paulson does a really good job as ratchet so that is my other sizzle i encourage everyone to check it out um it can be a little risque so uh just to um yeah. just to warn everybody but uh Definitely check it out on Netflix. Mm -hmm. All right, what else you got? That's as far as I had. I just had that one major okay. sizzle because, like you said, I was watching Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp films. <laughs> That's a big. Uh... In order to do this to podcast, so. Okay. Do you have any fizzles? So I do have one fizzle. Okay. I tried really hard to get into this because um, I did like the first season, but trying to watch the second season, I just I've tried it several times and I tune out and I'm not even paying attention. And what I'm talking about is the Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Oh. <laughs> okay. Have you seen that? I have not seen any of that. It's season two of the Umbrella Academy. I really like some of the characters and I think it's a fun, you know, trip to go on the storyline. At least the first season was really great. I just cannot get into the second season. I don't I can't even tell you what episode I stopped watching it on. I think it was episode two or three, but I'm just like I'm not gonna waste my time because I'm not invested in whatever's happening here. And so I'm gonna move on to something else that's more interesting because that's the world we live in now. So that's well I mean and there's so there's so many other good things on Hulu and Netflix and stuff like right. that so i mean right. hey you gave it a season you gave it a couple episodes into the second season you gave it a shot and so, okay. If anybody writes in and tries to change my mind and tells me to stick with it, then maybe I'll listen and, and try it again. But otherwise, I'm not going to waste my time because there's a lot of other TV shows and movies to watch. That's uh, Pop Culture Shock on Facebook. Pop Culture Shock, all one Pop word on Facebook. Um, so <laughs> my fizzle uh, was... <laughs> I'm going to go back to the Johnny Depp, uh, my Johnny Depp days here and just <laughs> re-watching... Nightmare on Elm Street. I absolutely love the Freddy Krueger character. I, I might have even dressed up like him for Halloween when I was younger. Like, I, I remember doing that mm -hmm. whole sweater thing and, and the glove with the <laughs> knives thing. But I, ju and I, I just got... I, I, I like the Freddy Krueger character. And I, I just got a uh, miniature figure of Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees for my favorite game called HeroScape. Um, oh, cool. So I have those that that are now part of the HeroScape game. That's but awesome. I'm going to play next time. I know, definitely. Um, it's been a long time, Holly and Byron. Yes, it's been. Yeah, it has. Since we've uh, HeroScaped <laughs> it up. But the movie itself is almost atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> it is so cheesy. I, I talked about it a little bit. The, the effects were not great, and it doesn't look well. But you have to, you have to think you that you have it's, to look at it in terms of the time period. Yeah, it it's. Good. I mean, it's almost. <laughs> but, 
40 years ago. Almost 40 years ago. When you say it like that. Wow, you should see my face. I'm like, <laughs> my jaw my jaw just dropped because I'm like, I am not that old. And I'm like, wait a minute. I am. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it came out in 84. I mean, we're almost to 2021. So this is almost yeah. 40 years ago. Almost. And it does not hold up well. And I just encourage people this Halloween month to stay away from the original Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> but that is my, that's my only fizzle, is just stay away from that this Halloween season. But I do encourage you, our biggest sizzle is jump into Johnny Depp. If you haven't seen some of these films that he's in, uh, Edward Scissorhands, uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, Benny and June, um, even like... If you want to go artsy, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, there's like a huge cult yeah. following that loves that film. Uh, Sleepy Hollow. I mean, There's a big following around Cry Baby and Ed Wood as well, oh, depending it, on the styles it, of films tr- that let you want to go camp. That, those are, that's very true. I usually go, but some very people true. love that Cry Baby and <laughs> John Waters kind of stuff. <laughs> very true, yeah. So that's our sizzles, that's our fizzles. Um, I think on our next episode uh, we're going to jump into Halloween. Uh, so Halloween part one and we're going to talk Ooh. about the king of horror himself, Ooh. Stephen <laughs> King. So we're going to go into Stephen King films. And then we'll also do uh, for our pop five, we'll give our favorite Halloween candy. So if you guys want to uh, look us up on Facebook, that's Pop Culture Shock on Facebook. Uh, you guys can write to us and you can tell us your favorite Stephen King films or your favorite Halloween candy and uh, we will definitely talk about it and mention you on our show so but that is basically the end of our show we just want to remind you to join us on pop culture shock uh, on Facebook Um, also check out uh, us on patreon.com forward slash pop culture shock that's all one word patreon.com forward slash pop culture shock uh, like I said, we have the three tiers, a dollar tier, five dollar tier, ten dollar tier. We're just looking for your support. And we are can't wait to talk with you and chat with you more about pop culture. And maybe even get some ideas from you guys of uh, future episodes that you want us to do. And then we can definitely send some gifts out for those five dollar or ten dollar tiers. But other than that, that is all I have. Do you have anything else, Holly, that you want to say about Johnny Depp? <laughs> Can we have a moment, um, not rest in peace, oh my gosh. Oh my word. Can we have a moment of silence for the tragedy that is his life right now, though? Because he's going through a lot. All right, so uh, we'll we'll say, say a little prayer for Johnny Depp, I guess. All right, so don't forget, check out our Facebook page and our Patreon.com. But, and you can reach me on Instagram at Ben Gavitt on Instagram and on Twitter. Twitter, that's a funny word. Um, and then Holly, what's your contacts? At Hollywood801 on Instagram. Awesome. Alright, so until next time, be safe and have fun. And what else, Holly? Watch more movies! <laughs>